0: This episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class is brought to you by Get Your Guide. No matter where you are going on your next travels, Get Your Guide offers great ways to connect with your destination and make memories with locally vetted, expertly curated experiences. Things just as examples. You could go whitewater rafting in the Grand Canyon. You could take a tour of Pike Place Market in Seattle with a chef. There's a London Royal Parks and Palaces tour. All kinds of options wherever you are going. So discover and book your next unforgettable travel experience at getyourguide.com. Um, Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Happy Friday. I'm Tracy B. Wilson. And I'm Holly Fry. One of our podcasts this week was on the Delano grape strike, and I just remembered something I meant to say... And the episode. Well, then it's good we have this. Yeah. um, So there used to be a podcast called This Day in History Class that I used to be on. Uh, And one of our episodes um, was for the day that the Delano Grape Strike started. And um, one of our colleagues, Christopher Hasiotis, had done uh, some uh, background research on that for me. And, of course, that uh, became, like, step one in the much larger researching of this uh episode because this day in history class was five minutes long and stuff you missed in history class uh, is much longer than that <laughs> um, yes. but I had meant to I had meant to acknowledge his contribution um in in uh, the actual episode and I just I it slipped my mind because I didn't write it down uh, I'm glad I'm not the only person who has to write it all down or it all goes away I have to write absolutely all of it down yeah um and then sometimes later i will find these cryptic notes where i'm like what was that even about (laughs) (laughs) i um even on like i keep what's kind of like um Mm, it's uh, people always go oh is that a bullet journal and it has some of the same concepts but it's not really that like it's literally Mm -hmm. just like a notebook where stuff is shifting day to day like to the next day if I don't get it done Mm -hmm. or whatever but there will be times where I look at one of my to-dos and I'm just like I don't know what this means anymore like I have scribbled (laughs) down something that says like tell marketing cadavers and I don't remember what that is exactly wow (laughs) That's very cryptic. I actually, I think I know what it is now, but there was a moment yesterday where I looked at that on my list and went, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I was having a little computer issue this morning, and as I was, like, waiting for it to clear itself up, I was just sort of gazing at what's saved on my desktop, and I realized there's a file saved on there that says to do while in Atlanta, and uh, who knows how old that document is <laughs> at this point. Um. Because, like, when is the last time I was in Atlanta? Probably a year ago at this point, almost, because of a pandemic. It was, because it was August. Oh, yeah. Because, I don't know if you remember, you said something about how everything had changed. And I said, well, you haven't been here for a year. And you said, that's not true. And I looked it up, and I was like, the last time you were here was August of 2018. And you were like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it can't have been 2018, because that would be two years. No, but... Then this was last year we had the conversation. Oh, I see. Yes. I see. I understand now. So, speaking of the pandemic that has kept me from visiting our Atlanta office ever. Um I had had this episode marked on my calendar to do approximately now 4 months. Like I was like, you know, when the when the anniversary of that comes up, that would be a great time to do it. It had been marked on the calendar for all of that time. And then as it approached, I was like, and everything here feels particularly relevant because the pandemic has highlighted so much. How many of these issues are still issues because there, like, have been so many headlines about the harvest needs to come in at this farm and the entire workforce has COVID. Yeah, Um, And, like, just. That people who are who are doing agricultural labor, like, still not having the basic sanitation and protective equipment needed as protection from this virus. And I was like, wow, I, just, I did not intend for there to be double relevance with this episode when I earmarked it to go in this part of the calendar so long ago. It's funny how that often works out. Yeah. Yeah. Also... Uh, we've talked about all of the waves of of immigration that we cover at the beginning of the episode. But just spelling it out all together really highlighted for me what a pattern it was of like, we need cheap labor. Let's bring in immigrant workers. We hate these immigrant workers, though, so we're going to really discriminate against them and then ban them. But now we still need cheap labor. So we gotta get some different immigrants. It's the and then start the same cycle again yeah. of uh like discrimination leading ultimately to exclusion. Yeah, yeah. It's very much like who is hoping to better their lives that we can exploit next? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, that's a pattern that we've talked about before, but putting it all in one spot, I was like, "Ma, this is not great. Yeah, well, because you watch the cycle happen, like, in one industry over and over and over, and you can't ever, like, at that point, by the time you're on the third wave of that, there's no getting around the fact that the people in charge making all the money were consciously doing it. yeah. Uh, we also mentioned but didn't go into detail about um the just coordinated effort by the state of california to eradicate its indigenous population um and like that was a multifaceted intentional effort um and it is something that i i feel like does not get talked about as much at least where where we live as things like the indian removal act Um, Like, I grew up in North Carolina, so we had a whole classroom unit about the Trail of Tears, but I I think for people who who don't live in the Southwest um, and are not Indigenous, probably that aspect of California history is, like, not quite as familiar. Accurate. Uh, So, maybe after some time has passed, (laughs) because again, we don't want to make the entire calendar of our show be uh, incredibly difficult topics, Um, maybe we'll get into something uh, relevant to that. Uh, one of the things we talked about this week was Joshua Slocum and his solo voyage around the world, which we have had some listener requests for over the years. I was going through the listener request list yesterday, trying to figure out what I was going to do next, and I was like, "Oh, look, here's some people who said Joshua Slocum," which we're just we're going to record that tomorrow. There were two things uh, that came up when I was working on this. One was, as has been the case so many times lately, I came into this saying, okay, I have some criteria for what I want to do for the next episode. Number one, I need to do something fun. Number two, not in the 19th century. Number three, not a man, (laughs) because we've just had a lot of dudes on the podcast lately. Um, And so I was just, you know, I wanted to get a little uh, away from that. And so then I started going through my phone where I had kept up Um, with ideas I had stumbled across while out in the world back before we uh, started instead staying home because of the pandemic. And I just, I had the name of his book. I had uh, Sailing Alone Around the World just written in a note on my phone. And I Googled that, and then I was like, well, one out of three. We get one out of three of my criteria for this (laughs) episode um, the other thing is, like, we, we've we been pretty candid about the fact that the pandemic has made us really miss travel. And that was the case for this episode for me, too. But the thing about this episode that made me miss traveling was not the far-off places or the long voyages. It was all the places around coastal Massachusetts that I could go But I couldn't really do anything if I went there because he talks about, like, all these places on Cape Ann, like Gloucester and Rockport, where I really love going and, like, other places that are on the coast. And I was just like, man, those are all places that I love to go and walk around and eat in restaurants and poke around in little shops and... Uh, all those things are kind of off the table right now. We did, coincidentally, make a road trip to New Bedford while I was working on this to take leftover kitten food to someone that fosters kittens. But it was literally like, we got out of the car and everyone masked, handed over this kitten food. We looked at the ocean for a minute and we came home again. Yeah, my, uh, my travel bug is starting to go a little bananas right now. yeah. Yeah. Like, I, it's so silly, but everybody knows, like, I love some Disney time. And it's not news, this particular thing, but it really hit me suddenly really hard that Disney World Magic Kingdom is not doing Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party this year, Mm. which is something we do every year. We usually try to go to two of the parties Um, And Halloween being my very favorite. I don't know why. Just as we're looking into the fall and we're starting to, you know, get yummy, fun, Halloween-y and autumnal things marketed to us. I just had that moment of, oh, like a total pity party for myself. I recognize this is like the most privileged sadness a human could experience. But I was just like, I just want to get in the car and drive. Yeah. that we we looked forward to this like trip to New Bedford to drop off cat food like it was a gigantic treat and then I simultaneously was like man I would kind of love to just wander around and and eat some seafood in a restaurant um which I know there are restaurants that are open now but like the choice that we're making in our household is to minimize our contact with other people still yeah same um anyway uh joshua slocum is so interesting and so complicated at the same time of course and i would not have been like this is gonna be fun had i known before the tail end of the research process about the exposing himself to a 12 year old right Um, that, like, that hat, I probably would have been like, ah, oh, we're just not, we're gonna pick something that's not gonna involve that conversation today. Uh, but it was too late. Too late by the time I discovered that part of the story. Yeah. I mean, look, it comes up all the time. There's no human is uncomplicated. No. <laughs> no. Uh, it's every human has probably been disappointing at some point in their trajectory. And it's good to remember that. It is. For a variety of reasons. Yeah. I also wish we knew more about Jenny. Oh, me too. Because Jenny Um, seems great. She seems amazing. Yeah. I love it. I love it. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.